What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to the program. In this episode, we're going to spin back down to Gilgo Beach, and we're going to check in on Rex Uerman and the case that's being built against him. And to do that, we have an article from the U.S. Sun. Headline, So Frightened. I escaped the Gilgo serial killer. I held a taser to his neck to flee after he shared his pedophilic fantasies. Well, that must have been an enjoyable night for this worker, huh? The authors of this article are Forrest McFarland and Luke Kenton. A bottle girl has relived the moment she allegedly survived a drug-fueled night with Gilgo Beach serial killer suspect in a bombshell affidavit. The woman came forward with her story after seeing the architect Rex Uerman had been arrested and accused of killing four women whose remains were found buried on Long Island. And I'm sure there's a lot of other women out there that had run-ins with this man. Remember, he didn't kill every prostitute that he was with. He didn't kill every woman that he was with. But he had all these violent tendencies and these odd-ass fantasies that he was always telling these women about. So they might not have been killed by him, but they're going to remember somebody like this, right? And I'm sure there's other women out there who had a run-in with this guy. Hewerman has been charged with killing Maureen Brainerd, Melissa Bartholomew, Megan Waterman, and Amberlynn Costello, who are known as the Gilgo Four. The women's remains were discovered between 2010 and 2011 on Gilgo Beach, but their killer remained a mystery for years. That was only until the chilling murder case broke wide open in July of 2023 when Hewerman was arrested at his Manhattan architecture firm. Prosecutors have alleged the white-collar worker lived a treacherous double life, but he has pleaded not guilty to the murder charges. Well, of course, what's he going to say? Yep, it was me. Go ahead and give me a life sentence now. Not going to defend myself at all. Of course he's not going to do that. If that's what he wanted to do, he would have turned himself in, right? This guy wanted to remain free. He wanted to be able to look at the disgusting-ass shit he was looking at on the internet. He wanted to continue to intimidate and hurt people. Thankfully, those days are over. And now, this son of a bitch, all he has to look forward to is day after day in that jail cell for the rest of his pathetic life. His wife, Asa Ellerup, also claims that she had no idea the alleged killings took place. Ellerup and Hewerman have both been under intense scrutiny by attorney John Ray, who has been representing families allegedly affected by the killer for the past decade. On January 31st, Ray gave a symposium at St. John's University in Queens, New York, where he presented chilling pieces of alleged evidence against Hewerman. 
At the time, he mentioned that several women had come forward with claims that they had been attacked by the architect, but wasn't able to go into details due to time restraints. And we talked about this symposium when John Ray was hosting it. And, you know, I might think that John Ray is a bit bombastic, but if I was somebody who had a murdered daughter or a murdered relative, I'd want somebody out there, you know, pleading their case, fighting for them. And if you want to look at John Ray as anything, he's certainly that. Now, certainly can be an argument made that he could just be somebody looking for notoriety, all that stuff. But he has been on the front line here for years, and I'm sure he's not making too much money off of this. It's not like the families have much money. Nobody's offered them a million-dollar bag to do a documentary yet. So my guess is at this point, John Ray is just invested, and he wants to see justice served. Unfortunately, when we're so gung-ho on something, sometimes when we get tunnel vision, we miss other things. And I'm not saying that's what's happening with John Ray, but when you get focused on something and you get that tunnel vision, it's easy to miss other things that might pop up, right? So hopefully he is looking at all of this, collecting all this data, and then not looking at it in a biased manner when he is trying to evaluate what leads to pay dirt and what doesn't. Now, the U.S. Sun has obtained one of Ray's affidavits that details the alleged story of Taylor, a bottle girl, who said she held a taser to Heuerman's neck after he detailed sick, pedophilic fantasies. Imagine being like on a date with somebody or hanging out with somebody, and they start blasting off all kinds of wacky-ass fantasies, especially if you're a woman. You can only imagine what must have been going through this lady's head. This guy starts piping off all this other wild shit talking about these disgusting fantasies and she's alone with this man? Yeah, I would think that she'd be in fear for her life. In October 2010, Taylor, who was 18 at the time, was working at the Gold Club in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania as a bottle girl. One day, she was approached by a short man with thinning brown hair who gave her a bump of cocaine and offered her a job where she would make a large sum of money. The affidavit alleges he told her that if she left the club with him, she would make far more money than she made selling shots. Taylor said she was addicted to cocaine at the time, so she took him up on his offer without hesitation. Look, when you're on drugs and you have an addiction, the last thing you're thinking about is, oh, this person might hurt me. All you're thinking about is, I need to get high. I have no money, and this is the vehicle that's going to get me there. So that's what people will do. The man then took her from the club to a high-rise apartment where he gave her more cocaine and said that his friend John was coming over. Her job was to hang out with John for a few hours, sell him an eight ball, which is one-eighth of an ounce of cocaine, after giving him some company. So an eight ball is 3.2 grams. He gave me two eight balls, one to indulge in while hanging out with John, and one to sell John. The affidavit states, Before John arrived, the man gave Taylor a large two-pronged taser that was about seven inches long and told her to put it in a case and keep it in her purse. When John walked in, Taylor said she was immediately struck by his tall and lumbering stature. Now, we've heard this from many girls and many witnesses who dealt with Rex Heuerman about him having his ogreish type of appearance, you know, towering over them, intimidating them. So it's no shock to hear that once again here from Miss Taylor. He appeared to have been in his 40s, and he had beady blue eyes and short thick hair, according to Taylor. She said she vividly remembered his appearance because his features were remarkable and unusual. Now, you know you're an ugly MF if people are remembering you for that sole reason. 
yo, bro is so ugly that I remember his face perfectly. And how many people have said that about Rex Ewerman over here? And they're not wrong. You look at pictures of this dude, and there's no doubt that he's a ski vots. Years later, Taylor alleged that seeing Hewerman's arrest on Google News gave her a visceral reaction. I became panicked, distressed, and wept hysterically because I was quite certain that Rex Hewerman was John. She claimed in that affidavit, Taylor and John left the apartment together, and he called a taxi to take them to the Feather Nest Inn in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. On the way there, John allegedly made disparaging sexual remarks about women who were smoking outside an office, Taylor claims. Taylor sat in the taxi in the parking lot while John walked inside and booked a room. Can you imagine what was going through this lady's head? Sitting there saying to herself, this dude is weird as shit, but that's how bad the drug addiction is. Even though you have that disgusting feeling and you think somebody is off, the drugs are so powerful and their pull is so strong that it doesn't matter. You're going to keep yourself in that vulnerable situation because you know that that's the vehicle that you're going to use to get high. And these predators know that too. And that's why they target women that are vulnerable, women that are drug addicts and prostitutes and women with problems overall. They eventually went inside and walked into a room on the second floor where John allegedly instructed Taylor to put the cocaine on the bathroom countertop. He then laid on the bed while the two chatted. I tried to keep the conversation going so that I could avoid sex with him. She claimed in the affidavit, yeah, I could see why. Who the hell would want this dude crawling on top of him? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Taylor continued to walk around the room so that John wouldn't touch her, and the two did not have sex. In the hotel room, John allegedly asked her to tell him about her youngest friends before launching into pedophilic fantasies about young girls and boys, the affidavit states. So remember the man that was dressed as a woman who was found next to the other victims and it was confusing for us at first? Why would there be a man here? That can't be the same killer, could it be? Well, guess what? I think it is. And I've said that now from the beginning when we first got a look at Rex Huerman's search history and we saw him looking for twinks and the rest of it, there was no doubt in my mind that he's responsible for this man who was dead in this burial ground as well. After a few hours of talking, John rose up in a frenzy and said the two of them had to leave immediately and they left in a cab. John went to an ATM or bank drive through to withdraw $1,500 before asking the taxi driver to take them to an address in a townhouse or apartment complex. Taylor described the complex as fairly large with a long entryway and said that the two of them went through the front door. 
Inside, she saw no furniture, which she found unnerving, but continued to walk inside with John. We walked through the unit, down a small corridor, with stairs and doors to the right and common spaces to the left, before arriving in the kitchen, the affidavit claims. Across from the kitchen, Taylor could see a dining room that had two beach chairs and a television set up on a crate that was playing pornography. Sounds like some shit out of the movie 8mm. What the hell? John allegedly told her to start making lines of cocaine on the kitchen counter while he went upstairs for a moment. She did, as she said before, she allegedly heard human-sized scurrying and freaked out. Taylor said she didn't know if the movement came from the floor she was on or if it was upstairs or downstairs, but started sprinting to the front door. John then allegedly barreled down the stairs and blocked the front door with her body while he held cash in one of his hands. Taylor claimed that she whipped out her taser and held it to his neck while she screamed, get out of my way and give me my money. Eventually, John allegedly gave her the money and let her leave. Outside, Taylor kept walking away until she was able to call a cab. The same driver who dropped them off picked her up and told her that he was glad that she was okay, the affidavit states. She went to a train station a few minutes away and went home. Taylor said that she never went back to the gold club out of fear. I mean, yeah, like if you have that kind of experience, the last thing you want to do is run into that guy ever again, right? Taylor's mother lived with her at the time and was worried about her daughter, so she transferred her cell number to her cell phone, according to the affidavit. Shortly after that night, her mom allegedly got a text from John that said something like, I'm looking for what we did last time. Her mother then called the number to ask who it was before John allegedly asked for Taylor. Taylor said she wasn't sure how the conversation ended and said that she never heard from John again. Taylor explained that she hopes her story helps others who are allegedly victimized by Hewerman. I provide this affidavit because I believe that the truth, which I know I can help in the cases of the victims of the Long Island serial killer, she said in the affidavit. The Sun has reached out to Hewerman's attorneys for comment on this affidavit. Good luck with that. They're not going to say a word. The last thing they want to do is open themselves up to any scrutiny. So don't expect Hewerman's team to say anything, really. Ray has sparked controversy with his colorful accusations and theories voiced against Hewerman and his wife Ellerup. An attorney representing the former couple's children has voiced his distrust in Ray's allegations and deemed them unsubstantiated. That's what's really dangerous because it endangers the health, safety, and welfare of people who want nothing to do with any of this except to move on with their lives, Vest Mitev told the U.S. Sun. Mitev said the kids, Victoria Hewerman, 27, Christopher Sheridan, 34, are still living in quicksand more than seven months on from their father's arrest. Well, I'm sure the million-dollar payday, when all is said and done, will help alleviate a lot of that. Hewerman remains in custody without bond. He has pleaded not guilty to all charges and is due to reappear in court on April 17th. All right, so that's where things stand with Rex Hewerman and the case against him, and I'm sure we're going to hear more stories like this as it continues to progress. And we're going to be here for every one of them until Rex Hewerman's trial and hopefully his conviction. All of the information that goes with this episode can be found in the description box. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.